Chapter 1 of When They Were Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Madison Rutherford. When They Were Girls by Rebecca Deming Moore. Chapter 1 Jane Addams, The Girl Who Became a Neighbor to the Needy. Why do people live in such horrid little houses so close together, father? asked seven-year-old Jane on a trip to the city. At home in the village, when she was tired of playing in the big roomy house, she could run across the green to the stream by her father's mill. Here in the city, instead of wide green slopes and the low hum of the sawmill, were narrow dirty alleys and the clatter of carts and streetcars. When Mr. Adams explained that some people do not have enough money to choose pleasant places for their homes, Jane declared, When I grow up, I shall have a large house, of course, but I shall not have it among other fine houses, but right in the midst of horrid little houses like these. Now, strangely enough, when she grew up, she did that very thing. She went to live in a big house situated in the midst of poor Chicago tenements. Later, this little girl, who was Jane Addams, became known all over the world as the friend of the poor. Jane Addams was born at Cedarville, Illinois, September 6, 1860. Little Jane could not remember her mother, who died when she was a baby, but she thought that no little girl ever had a father like hers. She was proud of his imposing figure, and she loved him dearly. Though he was a very busy man, he always had time to answer her questions. She had a great many to ask, too, for even as a small child, she did a good deal of thinking. Jane's father had been a state senator for 16 years and could tell her interesting stories about the history of the country. He talked to her so often about Abraham Lincoln, who had been his friend, that Jane felt almost as if she herself had known the great-hearted man. One Sunday, Jane appeared before her father dressed for Sunday school in a beautiful new coat. It was a finer coat than any other little girl in the village had. For this reason, Mr. Adams suggested that Jane wear her old coat to save the feelings of the other little girls. Jane consented to do so, although she was very much disappointed. As they walked to Sunday school, Jane wondered how the good things of life could be more evenly divided. Ever since she had first seen the horrid little houses about a year before, her young mind had been busy with this problem. Jane turned to her father and asked him how it could be solved. He explained that even though everything cannot be divided evenly, people should act and dress in such a way that those who are less fortunate will not be made to feel so. He told her that in school and church, at least, people should be able to feel that they belong to one family. Jane Addams attended the village school and later, at 17 years of age, entered Rockford Seminary at Rockford, Illinois. Soon after she was graduated from the school, it was declared a college and she received the degree of B.A. She had intended after her graduation to study medicine and to help the poor, but she was urged to go abroad because she was in poor health. While in London and elsewhere, she was greatly distressed by the wretched condition of the poor. Now she was more determined than ever to go about the work of helping others. Miss Adams believed that it is better to show people how to help themselves than to give them gifts of money. It is hard to help people one does not know, she reasoned, and how can one really know people without seeing them very often? True to the decision she had made as a child, she resolved to live among the poor and be a real neighbor to them. With the help of some friends, Miss Adams opened Hull House, which is located in a tenement section of Chicago. Here she established a day nursery where mothers who had to go out and work could leave their babies in good care. A kindergarten was organized for the young children in the neighborhood. 
There are clubs for girls and boys, and also for men and women. Classes in sewing, cooking, and millinery are conducted for the girls. The Young Heroes, a boys' club, today has for its own use a five-story building equipped with recreation and study rooms. Printing, photography, and many other trades can be learned there. Whole House, originally occupying one building, is now using 13 buildings, each fitted for some special service. For more than 30 years, Miss Adams and her fellow workers have stood ready to do any neighborly act, from bathing little babies to teaching an entertaining lonely old woman. At Whole House, a cordial welcome always awaits everyone. Besides her friendly aid to those who flock to Whole House, Jane Adams has been a good neighbor to people whom she has never seen. She helped to have a law passed in Illinois to prevent children who are under 14 years of age from working in factories. Through her efforts, public baths have been provided in Chicago. Remembering the merry games she played as a child on the riverbanks near her home, she has made many a plea for more playgrounds for city girls and boys. Miss Adams has been a member, often the chairman, of many important committees that have been organized to plan ways for making the world a better place in which to live. She has also found time to write books on this subject. Jane Adams might have given money to the poor and spent her time in travel and amusement, but she preferred to give herself. Because she loves people enough to learn what they really need and works with them as well as for them, thousands bless her as a true friend and neighbor. End of chapter 1. Recording by Madison Rutherford.